0: you've tuned in to the lovely travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure my name is emma Lovell, also known as lovely and i have a mission to visit every un-recognized country in the world while raising awareness for mental health join me as we revisit some of my past adventures speak to fellow travelers and interesting locals all while following the journey to 195 countries i'll be joined soon by my co-pilot darius in germany And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, lovely travels. You can also join our Facebook group, lovely travels community, and learn more about us at the website, lovely travels.com. But for now it's listening time travel vicariously along with us.
1: Welcome back to the lovely travels podcast, everyone. Um, this week, if you can believe it, believe, believe it, um, we are joining two old friends, Emma and Jess, that met while serving ribs and margaritas back in the day at Arizona Steakhouse. Um, no, they are rem- reminiscing about their trip to Bolivia and Peru. Um, in this episode, you will hear all about Lake Titicaca, which is always fun to say, um, and their multiple extremely hungover bus trips. Um, and, um, yeah, just general confusion on Bolivian public transport, which I can, uh, which I can relate to, to be honest. Um, there is also altitude sickness and death road and salt flats and empanadas in no particular order. Um, yeah. And just some, some travel tips on how to have a, have a carefree adventure. um, with good friends um yeah in in beautiful bolivia so um strap in as we join fangs and whiskers reminiscing about bolivia enjoy
2: welcome to the podcast jess thanks lovely emma
0: A.K.A. Whiskers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, my wolfy sister. Yeah. Uh, I always ask people how we know each other, so maybe explain how we know each other and why we're in a wolf pack.
2: <laughs> um, yes, well, I'll explain the first part. And we worked at a steakhouse together years ago. Yeah, Arizona. Ar- Arizona, exactly. Yeah. So, What did we do? We made margaritas and served people ribs and danced on the bar every now and then. And back in our
0: youth. And fun fact. Is it sixteen years ago? Maybe more than that. 17. Oh my god. Yeah, we've known each other for more than half our lives, and the fun. My oldest, youngest friend. (laughs) (laughs) I love being that. (laughs) And actually, one of our former colleagues, Lee, was on episode number 41 the trekking the PCT
2: oh amazing oh how good
0: yeah so we talked a little bit about Arizona on that one so shout out to the no longer existing Arizona in Miranda the Mm -hmm. Tex-Mex restaurant but yeah we've been friends ever since and tell me a little bit about you You're, you're quite the intrepid traveler you started a bit late though didn't you in
2: life Oh, uh, my travelling. Well, compared to you, I don't know. You started really young as well, probably. Yeah, I think we you been know in home. India and you'd already been seven times by the time I <laughs> <laughs> got to my early 20s and, um, I, yeah, what did I do? So I studied engineering at university and then went to go work for a wind farm developer doing solar and wind. And I worked, I think, for a year or two and then was like, okay, Time, time to go. I've saved a little <laughs> bit of money. <laughs> I'm not studying. And, um, and then I, I took off. So And you've God, been unstoppable been, ever since? I've been unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what Canada? have I done. Lived in Canada. Yep, exactly. Was- done the US, um, New Zealand, the UK. I was working in Glasgow for a little bit as well. Um, obviously, South America. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> and most recently, your most recent new country was Mexico with me also. It really
2: was. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was really very special to
0: Ah, sorry. I'm playing music. <laughs>
2: Love it. <laughs> accident,
0: just, just trying to guess, you know roll up the memories. Now I was just, like, you're just
2: on. popping into an elevator with a little bit of background music. Love it. Yes, right. <laughs> so you were
0: mentioned on episode 27 and 31 yeah. with our wedding episodes. So yeah, so? it was really
2: really special to be there for part of your elopement in Mexico and get to Tulum and um and go diving in the beautiful limestone caves as well in the cenotes, yeah. um that you told me so much about. So yeah.
0: Oh, so awesome. Yeah. And then you originally, you're
2: from the Shire. I am that's right exactly <laughs> born and bred and still there um exactly I was actually filling out a form for a license renewal the other day and you know it said where where's your place of birth and I wrote carrying bar because I was born in Sutherland hospital and then um it's like where do you live now and I, and I wrote carrying bar south and I was like oh my god it's <laughs> a <that> full circle <laughs> exactly I'm like a homing pigeon but I'm like I swear I left I've done a lot of travel I lived overseas I've but yeah, like a any good Shire person, I've I've, I've flown back home to the nest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's the thing about yes, yeah, so the Sutherland Shire has been mentioned quite a lot on this podcast, well, because my co-host Darius and I were went to school in Karing Bar, actually. Oh yes, Karing Karing Bar all the way. Hi. Yep. So <laughs> we're gonna we're planning to have our two hundredth. Mm. Now I'm talking about it like every episode. We're gonna we want to have like our two hundredth episode or some sort of milestone episode. Like, record it at Caring Bar High. Oh,
2: okay, <laughs> so nice.
0: So you can come and be in the audience and be like, yeah, I was on episode You're gonna 60-something. So. Sit in
2: the quadrangle with a latte and a laptop and, <laughs> and get podcasting. I love it. Yeah, there
0: you go. So, again, Fantastic. yes, we've got to return to our origins. and Yeah. But, yes, today I've invited you on because we went to Bolivia together. We did, yeah. Which was pretty random, I think I think a lot of travel you and I do is pretty like <laughs> want to do this? sure, why not? Yep. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> and actually, our first overseas trip together was New Zealand, and that's where my the wolf pack began. Uh, we are wolfy sisters, uh, you must all know mm. uh, I am um, I'm Fang Lovell and uh, this is Whiskers (laughs) Picton. We were extraordinarily hungover in 2010 on our New Zealand ski trip and decided after, it was very much in the time of the hangover and that whole wolf pack quote was going around and uh, we just thought that was funny and walked past a T-shirt shop
2: and so what do you do? You get T-shirts made with the quote on the back. I know that's right what was I think so yeah we were just tipsy and somebody said I used to be part of a a one-man wolf pack and then I met you girls and now there are three of us and you're right we do have and I think we, like, came up with a really long quote from The Hangover that we asked the T-shirt guy to put on the shirt. And he said, yeah, cool, I'll do that. And then he just shortened it to, like, one line, you know, because yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, that's what will fit. He's like, this will look good. And we're like, we're not about looking
0: actual, good. Yeah. We're <laughs> about having a message. To, like, we have a message and a mission that we need to get out into the world. Yeah, uh, yeah he he found us very tedious but anyway we i still 100%. have my top i think i actually have emily's top too so i have two of
2: those tops i've got mine yeah all the printing's kind of peeling off a little bit it's so well worn and faded and i love it 11 it's another years. wonderful travel memento that i that i keep yeah
0: but yes we're yeah. digressing again
2: so anyway yeah. that was
0: our first trip but then yeah bolivia i don't even know how that came to be i was going to machu picchu um on a trek with uh Black Dog Institute, so to raise money, and then I wanted to kick on in South America, and then I'd plan to meet with our friend Emily. We seem to just keep nav- gravitating back to each other. Emily was oh, in so New with us, mm. and then I left Bolivia and went to the US to meet up with M, and then M came to Mexico for my wedding. So we've we've hung out a few times. This little wolf pack is, is continuing, but um,
2: why? Do you remember why? How did we get onto the topic? Oh. Well, I I thought you were going to ask why, how did I end up there in in Bolivia or Cusco? Because for me, I had just done a summer camp season. So I was a camp counsellor and Mm. I was at the waterfront and, you know, we were doing wakeboarding and water skiing with the kids there. Um, And then this was some travel at the end of the trip. So I, again, yeah, I I wanted to go to Cusco and do Machu Picchu. And I met another friend and did that. And then, and then we reunited, as you say, in Cusco, and travelled to Bolivia together.
0: I just can't remember. I just it might have. I must have been maybe like, maybe I was posting about raising the money, and you were sort of like, "I'm going too," or something. Yeah, I mean, this is the beauty of social media. <laughs> I to Cusco.
2: It? I was like, same. It was like, oh my god, let's meet up. How good. <laughs> yes, so we, yeah. we caught
0: up in in Cusco and Peru. I don't know, did we? Well, we, obviously, we definitely had a plan to get to La Paz because mm-hmm. in Bolivia because we both had to fly from there. But I don't know if we had much of a plan of how we were going to get from Peru to Bolivia. I think we kind of were like, surely you can do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. People do it and we'll figure it out when we get there.
1: And um, To be our honest, Spanish
2: is fantastic. Not, not. I mean, you, you, you're quite good. Um, for me, I was a, sort of a complete beginner in a way. Um, but yeah, we did find our way there.
0: Well, and yeah, look, top tip: if you are going from Peru to Bolivia, do do look into it a bit. I think we we must have done something, but it, yeah, we had a few mishaps. Um, there's this thing where when you buy a ticket. So you go and buy the ticket, you go to a travel agent. It might have changed because online stuff is a lot better now. This is 2012. But you went to the ticket agent, you bought your ticket. What we didn't understand or they didn't communicate or miscommunication, whatever, was that you had to – what they gave you was like a receipt and then you had to go back and pick up your ticket. Mm -hmm. And so we got to our bus in Cusco at like stupid o'clock, something Mm. like 6 in the morning. And they were just like, no, this isn't your ticket. You need to get your ticket.
2: <laughs> I was like, what is system? We paid system. money and it had to be a bit of paper. So, <laughs> and so then we had to
0: buy basically buy our tickets on the spot. I think, I think we might have even had to get a later bus um, because of it. But it was, yeah. you know, as per usual with uh, young people traveling antics, we were, we'd had a big night. <laughs> we're yeah. a little dusty. And, <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, it's not the sort of stuff you want to deal with on mm. route. And so we and we then can you remember? I'm trying to rack my bank I remember the night so clearly, but I don't remember where we were. We caught a buster somewhere in Peru. We were still in Peru near Lake Titicaca. So we we're on the Peruvian side of the Lake Titicaca. And we ended up having dinner with these like Chilean guys.
2: mm -hmm. Like this
0: massive, but I don't know where we were. We had this Mm -hmm. awesome night with this random group of people who were on a big motorcycle tour from Chile. Like, so I remember all that stuff. Oh
2: yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no idea where we were. I know what you mean. And they were doing an epic trip. It was like Che Guevara style. They were like motorbiking across South America. Yes. Um, which sounds amazing. Let's do that later, by the way. But yeah, no, (laughs) I I'd love to tell you where we were too. Um. I do. And we in a way, did a, we, we did sort of meet people wherever we went. But um, we did a boat trip while we were there too. It's all coming back to me
0: now. Like I'll go back mm-hmm. through the photos. I'm, I, I can picture it. We did a boat trip on Lake Titicaca while we were there. Yes. Yes. And then we got the bus to Bolivia. And do you remember like having we had to get off the bus and do the passport stuff? I do remember that, Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, again, if, you're, if you don't speak Spanish, and we were kind of sleepy, so hadn't heard the best of it, but I was able to go up to the, to the guy and ask again, like, what's the instructions and get it. Um, but there was this thing where you had to go first to the office on the Peruvian side. You don't get back on the bus. You have to walk over the, the country border into Bolivia, and then you have to get another little stampy in your passport.
2: Yeah, super
0: clear. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's like, and you know, like we're you know, you're in South America, like you are yeah. a bit aware of trying to be aware of your safety. Yeah, it's like get off the bus and leave all your stuff.
2: Yeah, that's right, exactly. And we're gonna
0: drive off, but don't worry, we'll meet you again. And you're kind of like, will you? <laughs> like.
2: There, there was one, was that when we were on the bus together and it was in the, like, because didn't we do like a bit of an overnight leg or a late night leg and it's, yes. it's black in the night and they stopped us and they were like basically in Spanish, you know, and for me I'm like I don't know what they're saying but it's like everybody get out of the bus and then we are just leaving all our stuff on the bus and then popping out of the bus and just all waiting by the side of the road and they're all, they're like, okay, now everybody walk 20 metres up that way and I'm like, oh, my God, what's about to happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get shot in the desert for sure. Um, and all it was was just a sandy patch of the road. So yes. they knew that if everybody had stayed on the bus, the bus would have got bogged. So they needed to just drive with the people not in the bus. So <laughs> we just walked up the road and popped back on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really just feel like if maybe that had been explained to us better, it would have been Less yeah <laughs> scary yeah, yeah. and it's terrifying is,
0: and it happened yeah. to us numerous times and it's just like massive tip for tr- like South America getting off transport getting onto either another mode of transport or walking alongside your transport and then getting back on is like totally normal like it's for totally us, normal yeah like mm-hmm. if you're if you were on a direct thing you're going from A to B and it stops like It's very off-putting. And, Mm. yes, it was in the middle of the night. It was an overnighter from Salar de Uni coming back from the Salt Flats to La Paz. And poor you, you had terrible altitude sickness. So Yes, I did, yeah. You were already feeling pretty rubbish. And then, like, it was, like, so weird. You'd be okay on the bus. And then as soon as we got into the air, you just – like the colour sucked out of you and you just, your body went limp. It was really bizarre to watch it.
2: Because I was like, oh, I knew I was deaf. like I was getting a lot better in Bolivia. I, I sort of copped the altitude sickness flying from Lima to Cusco and then you know, I was there and then I met Sasha. I did Machu Picchu and then we met. Up afterwards. By then, I was getting a little bit better, so I'm like, "Oh, I feel like I was like in good spirits by the time I got to Bolivia." But no, for sure, it was still kind of lingering. Um, well, the thing about Bolivia so, is the whole
0: country is so high up. Like La Paz yeah. is at four thousand meters. The yeah, the city, the cat like the main city, is at four thousand meters. So yeah, it's if huge. You, if you're impacted by it, and I'd had a few people who I'd experienced altitude sickness myself, and I'd done treks with people who'd had it, but. I'd not seen it as severe as you had it and it's, like, it, it, it's so rapid and it's so debilitating.
2: Mm, and yeah, it's pretty unpleasant thing yeah. to have. I mean, having said that, I, I think, you know, it's just the change going from, say, Lima to Cusco was zero to 3,300. Yes, you know, two hours and your body hasn't got that chance to acclimatise. So, you know, ha, you know, once we went to La Paz and it's above 4,000 metres and I'd had more time and I had the altitude sickness uh, medication, you know, for sure at some point I was like, oh, okay, like my body's getting used to this and, and I'm starting to feel good again. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me I would 100% get the bus up if I was to go again from Lima to Cusco and just give give my body more time to sort itself out, yeah, um, it's a big thing if people are flying straight
0: into La Paz. As well. yeah. Oh yeah, like without yeah, th- flying into four thousand meters. And I just remember, even in the hostel, we were in the hostel hostel Loki. Which was super fun. Um, basically, oh, it was
2: fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a great place. Yeah,
0: if it still exists, I should Google it. Go, like, basically, people are like you can go to look, like, go to La Paz for this hostel. Like, it is like we wish we had more time, like, in the city just to be there. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: it was it was amazing. I think it must be oh, it looks like it's maybe a um, chain, but anyway, it was in Bolivia, La Paz, and I just remember walking up the stairs even in that in that hostel was hard work. <laughs> like, yeah. You're tired. He was like, "Oh man." And like of course, the we,
2: altitude is it what we had to drink the night before, probably both. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Colin A, <laughs> Colin B. So
0: So yes, after being in Lake Titicaca in Peru, we did the crossing of the border and then we ended up in Copacabana, which is on the border, um, on the lakeside, Lake Titicaca. But the crazy thing about Lake Titicaca, it looks like the ocean, doesn't
2: it? Oh, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? And I was just reading back into my travel diary, reading that, you know, I'd spent a lot of time like in Lima and it was very foggy and I'd been away from Sydney for a while, starting to really miss the beach. And, and I wrote that once I finally got there and I could just see like blue skies and blue water, I felt a little bit at home. And there's like eucalyptus trees about too, which is something you don't expect. So, yeah, yeah like I've, I've read my travel log and I was like, oh, I feel a little bit at home here. It's really nice. <laughs> and we didn't have much time in Copacabana. It
0: was really like we were getting there and then the, the place we wanted to go from there was Isla del Sol, um, which is the island, island of the sun uh, mm. on Lake Titicaca. But I just what baffled me is because because it's so big, like it looked like the ocean, like it looked like it just went forever yeah. and Copacabana looks like a beachside town. Um, and it just kept being like, oh, Copacabana, but um, it's probably not as tropical as, as it <laughs> as sounds. It, as its namesake. <laughs> yeah. And I remember getting there and having a meal and um, we had Lobo. Lobo is like this dish you get everywhere around that region and it's like it's like hot chips and then this meat, beef, and capsicum and onion stuff on top, and then an egg on top of that.
2: God, <laughs> it, it was good. Oh, it was yeah, like, it reminded just, like, of me. Carby. I totally forgot about the Lobo. Yum. It
0: was so carby and, like, heavy, and it was just basically was on the menu all the time. So you're like, oh, yeah, I can have that. And I remember having it there, and it was quite good.
2: But, yeah, we were Absolutely just we – Absolutely genius, had- yeah. yeah. And do you remember that slightly non-traditional meal that we had on Isla del Sol? oh yeah ham and pineapple pizza yes (laughs) tell us how yeah and they they obviously hadn't had tin pineapple sitting around or maybe they went to the supermarket and grabbed the wrong can because we had like fruit salad on the pizza (laughs) with pineapple and ham and glassy cherries and little peaches (laughs) (laughs) i get it they're a long way from yeah. your local <laughs> you know corner store to go and fix the mistake, so yeah, but yeah, it was that was like appetit. we just enjoyed it, but yeah
0: <laughs> I did find that in in South America as well, and, and a little bit I've found that in Mexico, like the thing that you, the way you know it, so you go, "Oh yeah, I'm having a pizza or I'm having a salad," and so you order it thinking of the way you know it from home or western way, and then it comes out and it's not like that, and you're like, "Ah. Oh, okay (laughs) oh okay and you just had to remember you kind of had to like measure your expectations of what the food (laughs) was gonna be
2: oh just stick to the lobo like you know
0: absolutely locals know
2: best yeah it was was like meat
0: veg and hot chips was kind of like a standard
2: meal Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah yeah we were sitting there having a lovely chat with somebody and we'd been down we bought our tickets or whatever Um, to go on the boat, to go to the Isla del Sol. And then I don't know how it came, I said something to someone like, oh, we're going to go at this time. They're like, oh, it's already that time.
2: Oh, yes, I remember that.
0: And we're like, no, it's this time. And they're like, no, no, you've come from Peru. There's a time difference.
2: Uh Uh-huh, Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like
0: this, you know, that like sinking, it was so awful. It was was, awful. And we'd always, we'd been on a long bus, like they're they're huge distances, like you're on this overnight. They're pretty good buses, like you're pretty comfortable, but, you know, overnight bus and we're just so, like so lovely to be there. You think you're just going to get there and nah. And it was just, yeah, it was so gutting. And we raced down to the water, found a guy who had a boat I don't know if the guy was in the bar, same place and had a boat and it was like the last way to get there for the day. So again, so the second time we had to be, rebuy our ticket and it's like, you know, you, you kind of <laughs> like, okay, we learn our mistake and then yeah. like, we found another way to make the mistake. Okay. So next time we'll make sure we buy the ticket make sure we get go pick up the ticket and then we'll make sure we know the time difference like
2: okay we've got it next time no
0: more travel disasters
2: there's no more unexpected things to pop up <laughs> but for now there's there always is yeah <laughs> the
0: boat ride was beautiful and he was lovely like I remember there was beautiful getting over there and it, you know once we'd sort of figured that out you know you relax again you're like okay we're going to make this work and and then we got to the island and there's two sides to the island and in front of us was basically like just like a rock face
2: like a sheer cliff
0: mm. <laughs> Do you remember that mm-hmm.
2: yeah actually yeah just
0: up it was just up and there was no nothing you could do but up because that's where all the accommodation was. Like a lot in Bolivia, like they love high things. They love going up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so mm. you were struggling, you poor thing. It, the altitude was going to get you. Oh, again. yeah. I well, do remember. We, yeah. we were so high. Like, like, oh, like, little
2: by little. Yeah.
0: It's up at 3,000 meters or something. I'm going to do my, my rule I'm not supposed to do, uh, which is Googling as I go.
2: Fact check coming yeah. up. Right fact, now.
0: Fun fact. Lake fun T. fact. Lake Titicaca is at an altitude of 12,500 feet, which is 3,800 metres. Oh, yeah. It's the world's highest lake. And so, yeah, so we're going onto an island with a hill already at 3,800 metres and it was – just brutal. Again, we've had a long day. And we're just going up, and the, the lovely guy carried your bag. <laughs> I carried oh
2: him. yes, what a sweetheart!
0: Yeah, I carried my. I, I think by the end of it, when we got to the top, he was like, "Yeah, there's accommodation. Bye." <laughs>
2: just was, oh yeah, exactly. Please. And I was like, "Just give me a ham and ham and pineapple pizza and." <laughs> Make it all better.
0: <laughs> I think it was even almost dark by the time we got up there too. It was just it had been a massive day. But we, we stayed in a little, lovely, little, like little, little, everything's kind of little accommodation, quite basic, kind of a almost someone's back of their house type thing with a few yeah. rooms converted. And then, yeah, it was beautiful. I waking up there was beautiful and that was our relaxation sort of time until June. It was remember, really nice. Do you remember yeah. we went for a big bushwalk a- walk one day? A big walk. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. What, <laughs> we just kept not learning. We went to the other side of the island but then just did not take into account. And we, I think we got to the little beachy side and we, like, splashed in the water and then are like, okay, let's go back. And it started to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we were using our phones as lights. It was, oh, <laughs> It was just – I think we had a guy we bumped into. I don't We were very good at meeting people, you and I.
2: Absolutely, yeah, that's right, yeah.
0: We'll always meet people. So that that, that was good. It was lovely. And then we went on to La Paz with the goal then of the, – one other thing we really wanted to do while we are there was go to the Salt Flats, so the Sala de Uyuni. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't. I think a lot of this was we might have done a tiny bit of research, or if a lot of it was just hearsay. Or as you go along, people go, "Oh, you got to go here, you got to go there." Um, it's like go
2: there to get the good photos. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Oh yes, <laughs> the yes. good
2: perspective photos. Yeah,
0: incredible photos. But yeah, so we got back to Copacabana. So we got a bu- our boat okay going back, but then we got to Copacabana and we bought our tickets. And I'd heard this from the guy. I remember now. We'd heard from. The person that we chatted to in Copacabana when we first got there about the bus to La Paz, this crazy weird thing, which I posted in a group the other day, actually. I was in a, a podcast group, um, that we had to get off the bus again. On the bus to La Paz, do you remember we went on a lake? Oh, uh, yeah, Okay. We so, and I asked the question, and this is the thing, you have to ask very specific questions. I was like, Is it a direct bus? And she's like, See. Uh-huh. I'm like, Does the bus go straight to La Paz? See. Does the bus stop? We get off. The <laughs> bus goes on a boat. We go on a separate boat across the lake, and then we go to La Paz? See. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So it's not a direct bus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's not, like, no es directo. Like, that's not, that's not direct. You've got to tell someone that you've got to get uh. off the bus. Luckily, we, we did know that time. So that, but I got it, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask all the details. I'm going to ask every question under the sun to make sure we know what we're supposed to be doing. But that was very bizarre sitting. Mm-hmm. I have a very vivid memory of sitting with you in my hoodie on that little ferry thing watching our bus float next to us <laughs> yes and you just like how like it's amazing look they like they make it work but just like and it wasn't really a boat i would say it's like it was a kind of a floating pontoon that our bus was on
2: yeah yeah yeah. Um,
0: i think we took our stuff with us which is probably smart um, well you feel a bit more secure that way for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to get to yeah we had to get to La Paz and then yeah again we had to wait another day so we ended up at Loki, which was a, a godsend and it was such a great place to stay but I just remember trying to get the tickets it was I wonder now if going back now with heaps more internet and being able to book things online I wonder if it would be easier
2: I wonder but I just I loved that part of traveling in South America where a lot of different accommodation providers don't put anything online and you just turn up somewhere and you walk down the main street and just wander into a hostel or a hotel and chat and find somewhere to stay it was like going back in time a little bit and La Paz is like that isn't it you know you Mm. really feel like you you're going back in time you know, yeah. and because it's underdeveloped and, and but it feels real and authentic and I don't know. Yeah, maybe it would be easier, maybe it would but it would take away from the charm of it, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: and in a way I think I found it um, harder because because I was speaking the Spanish and I remember like getting to the salt flats and being to you because we I just remember sitting in the bus station before that as well and trying to work it out and it is i think i think it's just the nature of it is there is a lot of sitting around there is a lot of waiting for connections there is a lot of long trips like that's just like it's just a big country and um yeah and things are um a little more backward or a little bit more behind they just don't have the technology um you know and maybe in some ways there's like lower education levels and things like that but or they don't have the setups or they just keep it basic and it's how it rolls but I was getting extremely frustrated
2: it's like whatever works like we're on one ferry the buses on the other ferry look we all get there in the end you know it's yeah it's cool
0: and for me I was but yeah I was just real frustrated I remember getting to um, salt flights and I was like what am I doing wrong like I'm speaking the language I'm asking the questions like how do we keep having these things and you're just like it just it is what it is and I was like but but, but, you know, I was like, I want to fix it. i got to fix it. Like, we got to stop this. Out. I mean, we wouldn't have all these hilarious – like, it's frustrating in the moment, but then it is – there is such a lovely sense of, I don't know, relief, satisfaction, celebration when, when you work it out and yeah. you get there. But I know that sometimes, like, when you're in it and you're tired and you're trying to make it work, you're just like, I just want to be – at the place, <laughs>
2: yeah, doing the thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for Salt sure. was a
0: bit well. Well, we got the bus, so we had to organise that ourselves. But then we booked a trip once we got there, and that was really great. Hmm. Having the guided trip because then they just took over, and I, that was for me. I felt like that that was really lovely, just being able to be like, yes, you take us to the place, yeah, this, and show us all the good things, like,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: and that was yeah remarkable the salt flats and you said before about the photos so like yeah what's
2: how why is that so special the photos yeah I mean it's because I what is it it's just the perspective of the landscape means that you can make these amazing photo creations you can jump up and it looks like you're so high in the sky or You know, you lean a Pringles can can in the foreground of your photo and then everybody pretends to be propping it up and pushing it up like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And, um, yeah, they're just – it's bright blue sky behind white, you know, salt and just really cool to be fun.
0: Endless, isn't it? Yeah. Again, it's it's like – I don't know. I'm not looking at the map or anything, but it feels like Bolivia is like a really big country or just has these really unique ecosystems and – and space really like
2: yeah it is super unique and the salt flats too had those beautiful little and that's the last thing the thing you expect to see there is a little flamingos little pink ones and
1: Mm,
2: um (laughs) there's kind of like pink on the top and they put their wings up and they're bright red underneath and and you're just like oh wow okay how'd you guys get here you know yeah it was so cool Mm
0: -hmm. and before we left um before we left the main town which might even be a uni um, we went to like an abandoned like train station place, mm-hmm. and we were, like yep. cli- and they would all been like graffitied, and we were like climbing over these carriages, and we were with those guys. Um, so we had two Argentinians, two Chileans, and an English guy on our trip. Yeah, and yeah, they, they were doing like this circus. They, I don't know why they had like
2: yeah, they kind of were ju- juggling stuff, and we were just they had juggling pins, didn't they? That's right. So they, yeah, we were kind of like pretend, trying to juggle. In front of these wrecked trains in the middle of the desert and it was um, yeah, it was a bit of fun for sure.
0: So random. And then when we got to I don't know, wouldn't even know the name, this is so rubbish, but there there was like this like rainbow kind of multicoloured mountain that we slept at the base of. That's where we spent the night. Mm-hmm. It was like pinks and oranges and purples and and we had the the flamingos at the the side, and then we had um, – there were some alpacas guarding some sheep because <laughs> that's what they do, they they guard – al- that was the first time I encountered guard alpacas, but uh, they apparently are very good guard animals and they were, yeah, guarding some sheep. And we just went up this mountain a little bit and just looked back over the just white, just white everywhere. It was really um, very magical. And then on the way back, the second day, we went to – and I'll see if you remember – I wouldn't have known the name had I not looked it up, but the Isla Inca Wasi.
2: Is this the Cactus Island?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 Which, again, was just, and I just think it's like it's just so, the photos, right, it was just so incredible.
2: Yeah, really. it was really
0: cool, yeah. Driving up in the middle of like white, 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 nothing, 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 and then, oh, an island of cactuses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah okay. true <laughs> okay yeah just walk around you guys and uh take photos of the cactus okay um i don't I'll think help. you <laughs> pick you up when you're done yeah but we were lucky on the second day because our driver was heaps better at um taking photos mm. he did the that photo that I'll probably put as our cover photo for this um, episode, which was us jumping. Oh,
2: was it both of us jumping so high?
0: Yes. yes. Love yes. this photo. He was like, okay, 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 okay. You go there, okay, and then I'll go down here. And like lying on the ground. And we like, get down low, get the good perspective, make like, us yeah. look like we're jumping really high. And, it, and he was so quick as well. He's like, okay, now you, now you, now you. Okay, done. Get back mm. in the car. We have to go. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we did yeah. it. And just like awesome photos, but Um, Yeah, and then we went back to La Paz and we actually, that was when we actually got to explore a little bit. And do you remember much of
2: the city? It's a really, um, yeah, it's like a, I don't know, there's there's all these beautiful brick buildings everywhere, aren't they? And they kind of come up, not escarpment, but it's like rolling hills throughout the city. So it's like the whole city's on display for you. And um, it's got that cool cable car that goes through the middle and, it's just because it's steep enough that people need it to get to work, um, yeah. and yeah. As I say, I just I really did feel like you know it looked like people were dressing really traditionally and not for the tourists. It's just you know it's authentic and and I really I really like that about it.
0: Yeah, I loved the um, the graffiti in La Paz. They had some really awesome graffiti, very modern. So yeah, you've got like that um, kind of mix of the traditional and then you've got these, yeah, super modern graffiti around the city. And there was at the hostel, like there were quite a few people, and this probably happens at hostels anyway, but there were quite a few people there who the staff who had been like, yeah, I came for four days and I, it's been four months. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just living in, in La Paz and just yeah. having, you know, loving life there. And there's a famous thing why there not? which – Yeah, we didn't do, and I I probably wouldn't do, but it's the
2: um, the Death Road. Yes, didn't do it, but friends have done it and they loved it.
0: Yeah, so you can ride a bike. I think people skateboard
2: I don't know it's pretty it's like this yeah you can skateboard down it yeah people yeah mostly people mountain bike down it 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 used to be like a just a major artery in the road network wasn't it It like getting from point a to point b to the point where I guess enough cars and trucks toppled over the edge or it Mm. just disintegrated enough that they were like okay no it's just a mountain bike trail now Mm. Yeah, and
0: they're saying it like it draws like twenty five thousand tourists a year, and um, it's mount like yeah, mountain downhill mountain biking, and it's just this yeah, people you know even like Top Gear and stuff have been there. It's just this well known dangerous road, and that people want to go and experience. And I, I didn't. I was fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like okay, cool. I think we've been on enough. You know, after like kind of going on buses and stuff, I was like, I've been on quite a few. I, what I'd call dangerous roads, and I went. Yeah, on I felt like trek. I. I was on
2: quite a lot of windy roads, just traveling around South America, looking down the edge. Like, oh my god, it's a long way down. So, again, yeah, yeah I also got my thrill.
0: We've we've had just enough. Yeah, exactly. Was there any other food that you really enjoyed while we were there? Like anything that you can remember?
2: Oh. um, I mean, my favorite food in South America was in was in Cusco, which is not this episode. It was the <laughs> picarones. They're like these little fluffy donuts that
1: mm-hmm. they would cook,
2: and then, um, you know, and then just just the what are the beef skewers that you would get? But it's the heart, you know. And I was like, oh no, I won't eat heart. Oh, but this is delicious. So, um, <laughs> those little skewers that you get, kind of like on the side of the road, um, but yeah. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. I I don't remember those, uh, but I do what remember. What about you? Do
2: you have, yeah. Uh, for
0: me, I love empanadas. So Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's traditional
2: traditional. Yeah.
0: Is it's very wonderful. South American, but they had these little ones. The um, mm-hmm. so empanadas are like a... It's sort of like a pastry, like a Cornish pastry people might know them as, or like a pocket, so dough, and then you you stuff it inside with um, like mints or chicken mints or some potatoes and peas and just just like a hearty little snack and people, they would, they would have like street food little vendors and, you know, you'd see people lining up and that would be like their lunch or, you know, work snack, and that felt very like, oh, yeah, I'm being a
2: local, I'm
0: <laughs> go get an empanada.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, They do snack so well, I'd say, you know. I mm. I think Peru and Bolivia, you can just pop on the side of the road and grab something delicious on the way.
0: And I felt like I didn't get sick or anything. I felt like the food was pretty safe and, like I said, I think – No, me neither, yeah. With that, like, meat, veg – hot chips like you would find had after you've been to a few restaurants and like you're saying Peru and Bolivia like you would find the sort of same same stuff so like you would always find Lobo on the menu you always find like um potentially alpaca meat and then hot chips and veg and like you sort of have these steak pizza was probably on the menu if that's something you dig like you kind of got used to what was there and you're like okay um so yeah going to those smaller little street stalls or something would get you that Maybe a bit more authentic food because mm-hmm. a lot authentic of the restaurants
2: Halle, be- they were really cool by the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Did you have um platinum? You know, it's like the plantain, and it it sort of looks like a banana, but it tastes like a potato, and that would be like a carb that's on the side of your plate. Mm, yeah, Meat and rice, and that was delicious. I really like that.
0: Yeah, rice and, and beans. You don't really get well.
2: Here.
0: Yeah, that would. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of because. You know, it is, does tend to be lower socioeconomic, so the meals um, are quite hearty. You're probably feeding a lot of people, so you'd have that, that sort of filler on the side um, of your meal. You'll often get that on, and, yeah, I enjoyed that.
2: Many different types of salsa and relishes, you know, like the green and the red and the yellow and the orange, you know, like all these beautiful chilies that you could get as well. Yes, mm. yes, I would. You have to, yeah.
0: Check your temps with your chiller. Try a little bit before yeah, you put lots yeah, on. They yeah. they'll get
2: they'll get you the uh, the spice. Green is the spiciest, from memory. Yes, which is, is green. A bit, yeah, a bit wacky, but it, it is. I mean, I, we talk about um? Did we talk about coca tea? Oh uh, no, you, not yet. No, you <laughs> we can, can come
0: to that. Yeah, no, please, please share about the the coca tea. It's not it's not my fave.
2: <laughs> I think it tastes a little bit like green tea, but. You know, it's really um, quite a traditional drink,
1: isn't yes. it, South yes. America?
2: And it is made from cocaine leaves, but it doesn't have, you know, we're making the tea. It's not a high dose of, you know, drugs that you're getting. It's like having caffeine. It's just a little little buzz that you get from from drinking the tea. And, um, and when I got altitude sickness, that's the first thing. Every local said they were like, yes. Okay, you're not feeling well, get on the coca tea, you're gonna feel much better. So I did get altitude sickness tablets and have tea and I did feel better. So And you can also chew the coca leaves, which is a bit stronger flavour. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I yeah, no. People <laughs> it at work, don't they? It? It's just like, you know, you are just hitting the coffees, you're like chewing the leaves. It's kinda of same, same. It's
0: sort of like yeah. I feel like it's sort of like um it does, like, mellow you out a little bit. But for me, one I had it, and it could have been just um, sleep exhaustion, but I had it on the Oxfam Trail Walker. My friend's husband is Peruvian, so they have coca tea. And so he gave us some of that, and I found that I was, like, a bit woo-woo after the <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it was really, <laughs> more like, it was really a bit, bit more, yeah, the sleep deprivation than, right, than the yeah. tea. But I've it, I've been slightly turned off since. It's It, it does have quite a strong flavour. Like, I think it depends how much they – leaves they put in it, and, and how long you brew it for and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's quite a earthy taste, I found.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, no, yeah, earthy but that's – It is, can be very handy. So if you are experiencing the um, altitude sickness, um, if you haven't got Diamox with you, which is one of the main medications, obviously check with your doctor, see a doctor before you do any of this stuff. But, um, yeah, pretty traditional remedy is the coca tea. Mm. which is a good mm. tip and we've yeah. talked about a few of our uh, lessons but was there any other lessons you learned <laughs> or um things you would say to people who are traveling to Bolivia to to keep in mind
2: oh look I don't know I just think um do it it's amazing you know and we were both we met up and traveled together we traveled separately you know I traveled as a single female across South America and and it was safe, and I had the best time, and there are wonderful things to see. So, um, the sketchiest thing that happened to me well, maybe not even sketchy, but I did. So, did you fly out of La Paz? I can't remember. Jog my memory.
0: Yes, I did. Yes. I okay, we had, had I, a massive night. <laughs> I, you, you went to bed a bit before me, I came okay, in at four, and it was probably one of the most brutal. Hangovers, and I think I had to get three flights to get to <laughs> I met Emily in. Tech- in uh- Mexico, actually. Yeah. Like, we went to Mexico and then Texas and I'm in Mexico City and I
2: was Yeah, yeah. Rough it's Mexico Capendates. Okay, yeah. Rough. Free flights on a hangover, awesome. So I got the I got the bus back to Cusco and then I went into the jungle, like I did my volunteer and the Amazon thing after. But on that bus, I was on the bus and then, you know, a lady in traditional gown popped onto the bus at the next stop and then came and got this giant bag of coca leaves and just smiled at me, the biggest smile and stuffed them all under my seat and I was like what she's doing (laughs) what the hell's going on here um and then it I think the story is that you just there's only so many coca leaves that you can transport across the border from Bolivia to Peru and that's why people just kind of smuggle it in and and off they go and um, it's obviously a drug related restriction. so but I, I was like, oh my God, am I about to get sprung with a whole bunch of something illegal under my seat? I don't know. So I what did I do? Nothing? I just got out in, before I got out in Cusco, um, the lady popped back and took it, and and that was it. I think that happened, but yeah. <laughs> um okay so. again so many moments on the bus of just wondering like what what's happening now yeah, yeah we're on a ferry we're off really- a ferry we're walking through sand and there's <laughs> possibly drugs under my seat I don't know <laughs> yeah it's um you
0: know the, the buses in themselves are a travel experience and mm. um yeah so check your tickets um ask questions if if you can get a bit of um Spanish before you go like it does help even to be able to read something or to get some keywords I'm sure like and as you went along I know you got more and more which was really helpful mm-hmm. um it doesn't mean that you know like I said I I speak Spanish Spanish pretty pretty well Um, we still ran into hurdles so I think it's just you know like you said um it's part of the adventure and uh, (laughs) um I probably need to
2: to
0: let go a little bit and yeah like you know (laughs) that, that um the unknown and that you know I think I think as well I'd say and probably where my frustration came from was we had a short time frame and we really had to be in certain places at certain times so if you can have a bit more of an open schedule or have a few weeks and I think a lot of people do tend to do that go to South America for a few months like if you have a bit more leeway then you're not going to be as worried if you miss stuff and
2: you know mess up a bus or whatever you just you just go oh yeah where are we going to go today mm. um, it was so- short and sweet though we kind of packed a lot of things into a short amount of time and we really and did. loved it I read a quote once and it said adventure is just poor planning." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, maybe. You're <laughs> like, we, had an we Nailed it! <laughs> nailed it! I think. I, <laughs> I feel like time and time again, <laughs> some
0: of the listeners would be like, especially one of my uh, friends Danielle, who's been on a couple of episodes. I feel like this episode would be giving her a bit of a heart attack. <laughs> she yeah. Feels like, what are yeah. <laughs> you doing? So, appeal to the adventurer in you. Yeah. Let go. It's go exactly, with the flow. You know. Laugh it off. Let um let strangers show you their kindness like we, we just that's probably the lesson we got just over and over again the kindness of people and you Absolutely, know the, the yeah. money that we you know if we made a mistake the money was very inconsequential you know we're very fortunate but like you know 10 20 dollars here or there or oh whoopsie 40 dollars we're gonna buy another 40 dollar. like you know okay so our bad you know it wasn't yeah it wasn't like crazy i mean me nearly missing my flight out of bolivia to mexico that would could be
2: more expensive yeah
0: that would have been pretty problematic but On a hangover um, would be pretty
2: unfortunate yeah
0: yeah it would have been pretty rough but um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you live you learn you're only 20 however oh, 25
2: i was 25 was i was time. 28
0: yeah oh my gosh 2012, 2012. <gasps> yeah it's almost 10 years ago so, yeah, I'm super keen. I, I have only been to Peru and Bolivia in South America, so I'm super keen to get back. And uh, so anytime you want to go, Jess. Um,
2: oh, sign me up, Patagonia. I need to get there. I want to <laughs> get the steak and the wine in Argentina, you know, Brazil, Rio. So 100%. Yes. So uh, Bolivia, absolutely highly
0: recommend. As I think over time I used to give a lot of warnings about it and be like, make sure you do this and make sure you do that. But You know, you have really helped to change my perspective and I think over time it's like, yeah, just take the blessings and the beauty and the amazingness and just accept that, yeah, it's all part of the the travel. It's part of the adventure. The adventure, yeah. (laughs) um, You know you get a really good get really 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 funny stories <laughs> like Ooh, we got a podcast so I don't know if this has been helpful for anyone but we've had a great time
2: we yeah exactly
0: yeah So, thank you so much for joining us Jess and thanks, I have no lovely doubt thanks for
2: having me it's so nice to reminisce you know especially when I'm in mean, lockdown and you know we can travel in the mind and it's really nice it feels like we've been on a little adventure reminiscing
0: very, yes, we will travel vicariously through our beautiful memories. And, yes. Um, I'm sure we will set a goal of getting back to South America and we'll do some episodes live because this thing is just going to keep going forever.
2: So. Amazing. Great plan. Thank you, Wolfie. You're just the best. <laughs> Thanks, lovely. Bye. <laughs> Arr- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram.
0: Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community.
1: You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com.
0: Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners, so please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com.
1: And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share and promote our podcast in any shape way or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts you will find us.
0: All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.